Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about Catalan in schools. For the past 40 or so years, Catalonia has had an education policy of linguistic immersion. In other words, all subjects, except languages, are taught through the medium of Catalan. But the system is under threat. The Spanish Supreme Court has confirmed a ruling that 25% of classes should be taught in Spanish. On today's podcast, we're going to be looking at how the language immersion system works, what it's all about, and we'll be hearing from voices on both sides of the debate on whether it should remain in place or if it needs to change. I'm joined today by two fine examples of the Catalan education system, Gerard Escatch-Folk and Guy Frey-Jordan. Good to see you both. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Not too bad. We've got, you know, linguistic immersion today in the podcast, I can see. Uh, tell us first, what exactly do we mean by linguistic immersion? How does it all work? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, uh, the immersion system means that all teaching has to be in Catalan. So the working languages used by teachers when they share their uh, knowledge to, to children has to be in Catalan, uh, except for, you know, S- Spanish courses, English courses, or other languages. Other languages, of course. Well, that makes sense. And does that tally with your own experience? Is that how it was for you? Yeah, more or less, especially, obviously, when I was younger, Catalan was mainly the working language. But as I grew up, some teachers were using Spanish as the working language because they felt com- more comfortable mm-hmm. in Spanish, such as history, for example, or even physical education. That I was taught in Spanish, but... It was fine. Yeah, Yeah. and I got more or less the same experience. The overwhelming majority of subjects were taught in Catalan, but you always found a couple of teachers who were, you know, more comfortable talking in, in Spanish. Authors who, despite being Catalan speakers, felt that Spanish would be useful for them to communicate with some students who had just arrived from other countries and who didn't speak any Catalan at all, and maybe they knew some Spanish, so some even tend to use Spanish because the majority or all children are from other countries and uh, and they don't understand Catalan. Okay, maybe that applies especially if it's younger children. I guess this applies throughout the entire school system here, no? Absolutely. So compulsory schooling in Catalonia goes from 6 to 16. But of course, you have preschool from 3 to 6 and, and also high school, 16 to 18 and so on. And it's the same. Yeah, it's it, it has to be Catalan. But I mean, it's not 100%. Yeah. And Spanish classes start then at the age of six yeah, as well. Very, very small. When, when children are very small, yeah. Yeah, but we have to mention that this immersion system only applies to public and semi-public schools because obviously private schools here in Catalonia, they can decide if they teach in Spanish, in Catalan, or even in English or any other language. Yeah, okay. So how did this come about? Obviously, things used to be very different during the Franco dictatorship. Catalan was banned from public life, so including in schools. That is a key factor to take into account. Obviously, after four decades without Catalan at school and with more than a million people coming from other parts of Spain, to Catalonia in the 50s, in the 60s, in, in the 70s, when democracy began and when Catalonia um, established uh, self-rule again, they realized that uh, the overwhelming majority of people either didn't speak Catalan or haven't been taught in Catalan, although being Catalan speakers. 
So therefore, in the early 80s, in 1983, yeah. Yeah, in 1983, some families in Santa Coloma de Gramanet, a city next to Barcelona, they wanted their kids to be taught in Catalan. So they pushed the school for their kids to learn Catalan and use Catalan as a working language. And this is quite similar to what happened in Quebec in 1965 when the immersion system first appeared globally. So some English-speaking families wanted their kids to be taught in French because French was uh, the language that everyone was using outside their school. So that's when they pushed for the immersion system to start in Quebec. And then it longer right. later, it happened here in Catalonia. Okay, so it, so it started you know, just from pressure from a few families. But now, how do we get to the stage now then where it's well, the policy? Well, more or less seven years later, after 1990, up to 52,000 students in Catalonia, which were like around 700 schools, were already using Catalan as a working language. And then later in 1992, the year of the Olympics here in Barcelona, all public and semi-public schools started using Catalan with this education model. Worth mentioning, uh, too, that Santa Coloma Gramanet is one of the most Spanish-speaking uh, cities in Catalonia. because ah, it, right, okay. Yeah, and so so I guess they wanted, parents wanted their children to speak more languages than them, you know. Yeah, they I, had just well, arrived from other parts of Spain, and, and I guess they wanted their children to, to be able to use the, the local language. Well, I suppose that, that then is basically the, the, the crux of the argument in favour of the system, isn't it? The, the rationale is that... Everyone learns Catalan at school. Everyone also learns Spanish in school. Uh, everyone leaves school at least bilingual. And it means then, you know, you can integrate fully into Catalan society. And it means, I don't know, when you're applying for jobs, equal opportunities that's, and things like that. That's the thing. So the logics behind this is that you will learn Spanish because Spanish is in the air. Let's say uh, Spanish is in most newspapers, most cinemas most um or pop culture pop TV. culture now with the internet everything is globalized not in the 80s but anyway in the 80s spanish was obviously spanish is a much bigger language than catalan so it's it's everywhere and i'd say that except for small maybe some small village isolated places you learn Spanish mm. uh, in because it's in, in the atmosphere. So what uh, authorities at the time decided uh, was, okay, we need Catalan compulsory at school so that they also learn Catalan because Spanish is guaranteed. You mm. know, Spanish is guaranteed. So we have to teach Spanish as a language, as a course, three hours a week, that's enough. But Catalan has to be taught at school because there's like, half of the population, very roughly, who has no contact with Catalan mm -hmm. because they are like living in their communities of, uh, I don't know, of people of Spanish speakers or other mm -hmm. uh, languages. So that was the, their philosophy. Okay, and 40 years ago, I mean, it was pretty much accepted, uh, it had broad support, but today it's a controversial issue. So how did, we, where, when did that all start? Like, why is it now such a kind of a political issue? Look, in 1983, there was a law uh, to protect Catalan, to normalize Catalan, Lleida Normalització Lingüística, and it got 105 votes in favor and one abstention and no against. <laughs> okay, so okay. we have broad support, we can broad say support. that. Uh, then in 2011, it was like 110 seats out of 135, a motion on, on uh, defending immersion. And now in December last year, so three months ago, we got 82 votes in favor and we got 20 against and 33 abstentions. Mm, so it, it's, it's changed. It's changed a little bit. 
And is it tied up with the independence movement? And absolutely. Things? I think uh, it, it's pretty key to to understand that uh, language is closely related to to Catalan identity. Obviously, so pro-independence parties have been pushing to continue with the immersion system. But in the mid 2000s, I mean, unionist parties used to defend it to like the socialists and so on, and they always, they were always in favor. But in mid 2000s. And especially in the 2010s, something uh, changed and some unionist parties, especially the ones uh, more leaning to the right, started to go against immersion because they were saying some students aren't learning Spanish, they aren't learning, they aren't speaking Spanish properly. You know, there was a famous child who won a Goya prize, you know, this this Spanish uh, Oscars mm -hmm. uh, for a film called Panegra. He was from uh, inland Catalonia. And in the speech, he was nervous and he kind of spoke a very clumsy Spanish. And th this uh, led to a wave of criticism and so on, saying, ah, in Catalonia, people don't speak Spanish and so on. And very famously, in the 2010s, there was this absolute majority of the Spanish People's Party uh, who introduced a new education law in which it said that Catalan and other languages were optional. So, so mm -hmm. it didn't say anything about... There was a famous phrase, was it? Was it the uh, Spanish absolute, education minister? Absolutely. This uh, Jose Ignacio Ver, uh, he said in Parliament, in Congress, Nuestro interés es españolizar a los niños catalanes. So uh, our, our idea, our interest is uh, to Spanish size or something like that, uh -huh. uh, Catalan kids. Correct. Well, that, that's, that's the thing. Uh, so yeah. it, it's been a contentious uh, issue. And now some parties, some, not all, some parties against independence use this as a, as a talking point to, mm. to say that our oh, independence people are doing it in a very bad manner, imposing Catalan and so on. Over the past few weeks, Gerard, you've been chatting to various people both in favour and against the current language immersion system. We're going to hear now from two Catalan teachers, Ana Rosés and Albert Bayot, and first, Ana Lozada, who wants more Spanish in classrooms. Bueno, la immersion linguística es un sistema educativo eh, aplicado en Cataluña de forma ilegal. That is Ana Lozada, the spokesperson of Escuela de Todos, or School for Everyone and the head of the Assembly for Bilingual Schooling. She told me that the immersion system is an illegal education plan in place in Catalonia. Escuela de Todos is an association of entities calling for the government to apply a ruling by Spain's Supreme Court, making Spanish the working language in 25% of classes in Catalonia. Ana says that legally, Spain's constitution, the Spanish educational law and other rulings establish both Spanish and Catalan as the working languages in school. En las dos For a different perspective, I went to Escola Pia Sarria, a school in Barcelona, to speak with Ana Rosés, a Catalan teacher. For her, the immersion system places students in an educational linguistic setting that enables them to achieve full bilingualism. This is because in Catalonia, she says, one language, Spanish, has more weight in society than the other one, Catalan. That's Albert Bayot Fuertes from the Catalan Graduate Teachers Association in Girona. 
Albert says that Catalan is a minoritized language, and not a minority language, because of external factors. Some political parties and families have criticized the immersion system. But for Albert Bayot, the complaints are purely ideologically driven. He said to me that recently, in Catalonia, languages have sadly become an ideological weapon. In schools, he added, using a language politically should be forbidden. In fact, Albert insists on all languages being equally respected. Ana Lozada from Escuela de Todos is not against students learning Catalan. But, referring to Spanish, she claims that to properly learn the language, pupils need time to be adequately taught. Each year, in March, thousands of secondary school students are tested across Catalonia in several subjects, including the Catalan and Spanish languages and maths. Results show that 16-year-old students get better marks on the Spanish language exam than the Catalan language one. But for Ana Lozada, these grades don't tell us enough, as she asks, How hard is the Catalan language exam and how hard is the Spanish language one? She says that if both exams were equally difficult, people could draw conclusions. But this is not the case, she claims. Catalan teacher Ana Rosés told me that students in Catalonia are fully proficient in both the Catalan and Spanish languages. Teachers do always ask for greater literacy, but students, she recognized, are proficient in both languages. One of the problems teachers do realize is that students do not use the Catalan language in social settings. Over the last 15 years, surveys have shown a 17-point decrease in students talking in Catalan to teachers. Albert Bayot recognizes that students learn the language from an academic perspective, but teachers see that desired results in terms of the social use of Catalan are not being reached. Bayot told me that sadly, this is where the problem lies. Ana Rosés is a little bit more optimistic about social use. She has seen several kids, especially younger students, where one speaks in Catalan while the other speaks in Spanish, and both communicate easily. Thanks very much for that report, Gerard, and uh, the school that you went to. Yeah, uh, it's, it's my it's, former school, yeah. yeah. Nice I, to be back. It was weird because it took like, I was going to say 10, but no, in fact, it was eight years since last time I was there. Right. So it was nice to see some teachers and even interviewing some of my former teachers for uh, this podcast. Looks like a nice school. Check out the video on catalannews.com. Gifre, the issue of language in schools has also been through the courts, hasn't it? Uh, tell, us, tell us a little about this. It's complicated, but just give us the overview of like yeah. what the situation is. Yeah, I mentioned before this uh, this law introduced by the Spanish People's Party in the 2010s, in the first half of the 2010s. Okay, so it all stems from there, I'd say, because in that law, immersion is not mentioned And it is said that uh, co-official languages, like languages such as Catalan, Basque and Galician, are optional. And, you know, and some families uh, decided to, and some parties encouraged some families also to, to file complaints um, or file uh, lawsuits against the Catalan government because the Catalan government didn't make any change at all whatsoever to the immersion system, despite the Spanish education law, which applies to Catalonia, obviously, didn't say anything about immersion. 
So some families filed this complaint, and courts usually sided with schools. Like, okay, the the usual arrangement was like, okay, if there's one family in a 20 children classroom who wants some Spanish quota, let's say, as working uh, language, this has to be applied for all students in that school. For instance, famously, this happened to recently to a school in Canet de Mar, uh, north of Barcelona in the Maresma County. But in many others, in dozens of schools, this has happened in some classrooms that Spanish has to be used because one child or one family has complained. This started like this, but then at some point, this ended up being a full complaint of some parties saying, no, no, the whole system in Catalonia, we, we, we cannot work like, you know... It, it shouldn't be just the family's responsibility, the whole thing exactly. needs to so, change. Okay, so some parties said, no, no, Catalonia has to apply some quota of Spanish to all schools, mm. not just to the ones which they received complaints about. Well, the whole thing ended up in the Spanish uh, Supreme Court, uh, which in November 2021, last year, four months ago or so, they decided that all school in Catalonia has to have a 25% quota of Spanish as working language, which is like a radical change to the current system and to the logics uh, behind. And how did the Catalan Education Department react to this then? They said that that this applies to a law that uh, it is no longer enforced because then the socialists... Of course, a couple Spain of years has ago, had a change of government, so there's exactly. been a new education law since. Exactly, right. and this education law, it is not very clear about immersion, but it is not as tough as the one okay. uh, led by the Spanish People's Party. So Catalonia is like preparing a legal response. I don't know how in the coming weeks they have to come up with something because... Uh, they have a deadline. Uh, but what we can expect from this, it's some legal tricky argument mm-hmm. uh, in order to avoid it so far. But th- this is going to this is gonna kick the can down the road a bit. No? Pretty much. But what they surely don't want to do is to apply it, to, mm-hmm. to, to introduce a Spanish quota mm-hmm. of 25%. And uh, Gerard, you've got some figures then about the number of complaints that have been made in Catalonia. Yeah, so far the education department said that since 2005 they have received 82 different rulings saying um, that they have to apply Spanish as the working language in some classes. And so far in Catalonia there are 35 classrooms that have part of the classes taught in Spanish. And these figures, more or less, are similar to the ones that Ana Lozada from the Asamblea por una Escuela de Bilingüe, exactly, we just heard from the head of the Assembly for Bilingual Schooling. She told me that since 2014, her association made 50, 60 complaints, mm-hmm. and now they are grouping up to 500 families just to make sure that the 25% ruling of the Supreme Court is applied here in Catalonia. So okay. more or less, it's some people are complaining, but we have that 76% of Catalans are in favor of the immersion system, according to a Catalan government-funded survey. Okay, so uh, earlier on, you both kind of touched upon the reality in classrooms is that it's not 100% Catalan, even though that's... Uh, and in fact, some people say, some people who defend this uh, immersion system say, yeah, okay, okay, uh, let's go with this uh, 25% quote of Spanish. That will mean that we'll get less Spanish and more Catalan because in practice, we are not having 100% of Catalan and we're not even having 75% yeah. of Catalan. And according to recent figures, it's declining less than half, actually. 47% of teachers say they always or almost always speak in Catalan. And this is 
to fourth year secondary students. So this is, you know, older students. Um, and this is significantly lower than 15 years ago when 63% did, which makes me wonder, has the policy worked? That's a great debate. I mean, well, we have to say that Almost all people living in Catalonia speak Spanish or can use Spanish. I think a recent poll said like 90, 97% or so. Whereas in terms of Catalan, it's not exactly the same. It's not everyone having a full command of Catalan. Uh, it's, it's hard to say who. Yeah, uh, I suppose immigrants maybe. Uh, exactly. Uh, for example, or, you know, people coming from South America obviously speak Spanish and don't know Catalan when they arrive. Anyone exactly. might pick or, it up when they're here. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some people say, OK, we should even strengthen uh, immersion or change something so that to guarantee that people learn Spanish, which according to figures, it is clear, like everyone speaks Spanish, but also 100 percent of people speaking Catalan. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's debate on whether yeah. this has worked or not. I have to say, when I before I moved here, I did not realize that all this, all the teaching was done in Catalan, and I actually found it quite surprising. You know, I, I I'd never really thought about it, but it just it just surprised me. Um, and maybe it's because it's maybe a little bit unique as well. As you are, you've been looking at other places as well, um, and yeah, because here in Spain we have Basque, Catalan, Galician. Obviously, all these languages are different, and each territory has its own policy. For example, here in Catalonia we have the immersion system, but in the Basque country. There are three systems in place where there's a Basque immersion system, 50% of both languages is Spanish and Basque, or even like classes only in Spanish. Okay. While, for example, in the Balearic Islands, Catan is the working language in school since 1994. And despite the People's Party tried to implement Spanish, they didn't succeed. And in 2014, they tried to make a trilingual system with Catan, Spanish and English, but it didn't succeed. So for the moment, they only have Catan as the working language. OK, and what about our, our neighbours to the south in Valencia? That's another... It's another situation as well. As we said, it's really complex for around Spain. So in Valencia, there are Spanish-speaking areas that are taught in Spanish and Catan-speaking areas that they have a mix of Valencian, Spanish, or only Valencian, hmm. each school is different. V- Valencian, I should just say for listeners, it's the same language as Catalan with just another name. This week as well, Gifre, we've seen uh, there's a teacher strike on at the minute. And um, it just got me wondering as well, because the things that they're striking for, more funding, smaller class sizes, you know, does society or maybe it's politicians or maybe it's courts pay too much attention to the language issue compared to these other things? To be honest, I have a feeling that it's a matter mostly of politicians, you know, people... uh, in the street, they are not really talking about immersion. So I think it's a very politicized thing. There are other issues that are dividing society and so on, and it's a hot debate uh, about it. But to be honest, immersion, we only talk about immersion when a court decides mm. uh, some change on, on the system or when there's some uh, electoral campaign and parties side for mm. and against and, and the debate uh, is heated. Time now for our Catalan phrase. Gerard, you've got one this week. Yeah, it's fe escola. Fe escola to do school. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really difficult to explain that in English because after all, it's like teaching people and like leaving your disciples. So like a little bit of being an influencer. An influencer, right. Okay, so if you, if you fe escola, if you do school, you're like... 
you're an influencer. Well, yeah. I, I get it. You, you've got your own school that follows you. Kind yeah, of. I oh. imagine that now other podcasts in English talking about Catalonia appear after filling the same. So you would have made a scholar. Yeah. Okay. Fait a scholar. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. Do please subscribe to Filling the Sink wherever you get your podcasts, if you haven't already. Our thanks again to Albert Bayot, Anna Lozada and Anna Roses for chatting this. And thanks to both of you, Guy Frey and Gerard. It's great to have you again. Un pleasure. We'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty and all of us here at Catalan News. Bye for now. Adeo. Mm-hmm.